Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome players to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. If you're looking for a show to get you through the work week, you tuned into the right one. Emendy here. I'm hosting today. It's David's bye week. Thank God. Joined here by Johnny Foosball. John, your Raiders are now two and two, falling back to 500. How's that make you feel? Um, doesn't make me feel good. I'm kind of glad David's not on here this week. I would like the Chiefs were so annoying on Monday Night Football or CBS Football on Monday. <laughs> I was going to make a joke that if they lost, which it looked like they were going to lose the game early, that David took off because he was sick and couldn't recover from a Chiefs defeat, but. He just needed some time off anyway. Also joined by Brad Stradamus, the DFS god himself. How's it going, my man? Can't complain. Happy to be here. And finally, we are joined he by the top of the expert rankings, accuracy leader on Fantasy Pros for week three. He's a teacher by day, a writer during his breaks for primetime sports talk, a Colorado Buffalo alumni himself, and the man who helps fuel my gambling addiction with his weekly articles, Jacob W., and that W stands for winning, Dunn. How's it going, my man? <laughs> Let's go. Man, that was an incredible intro, man. I hope I can live up to that. You know, But seriously, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast with you guys the first time You know, when we previewed the AFC West, and I'm pumped to join you guys again. So I'm doing great. You're like that ex that we just can't get rid of and keeps coming back in our lives. But I mean that in a good way. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, guys, we have a great show planned for today. After four weeks, we're a quarter done with the fantasy football season, and we're starting to be able to gather player data on players. And in today's episode, we're going to do a quarter season review. We're going to be looking at the MVP, the biggest bust, the biggest draft day bargain, a potential league winner down the road, and the person that's most stressful to own. After that, we'll go to our question of the week. Who is the smartest player in football? Hmm. And then we'll have our game at the end. But first, let's get into a couple news and notes. News and notes. Bill O'Brien fired from the Texans, a move that many of us felt was long overdue, especially fantasy Twitter. He mortgaged their future, and they are in a bad spot with no first or second round picks in 2021, the league's highest payroll, and no direction. Romeo Cronell is sent to take over as interim head coach. But Jacob, this question's for you. If you're the GM of the Texans, what steps are you taking to try and right this ship? 
Honestly, I would immediately resign if I were the GM of the Texans. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, that's the best. That's the best answer. <laughs> who who is going to be the GM? Because wasn't Bill O'Brien the GM? He was. Yeah. I think it's they have. Is it like a now Romeo Cornell's also the GM? Does it? No, oh my it, gosh! It's it's, it's like Whoever's the guy the head right coach below automatically becomes becomes yeah. the GM. Whoever coach. <laughs> Well, so yeah, so there are no first round picks, like you said, no second round draft picks for 2021 basically means the Texans are just going to cross their fingers to get lucky in the draft, which is a horrible position to be in. You know, they have no wins, no impact rookies, no top picks in the 2021 draft. So I guess if I had to make a move, I would do whatever I can to hire Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I would do whatever I can to secure that guy, and I would invest heavily on the running backs and the wide receivers in next year's draft and just hope to hit on a couple. You know, Watson is the only valuable asset on that offense. You know, David Johnson is aging, and everyone else is just, like, thrown in there, it seems. So there are a few intriguing wide receivers set to hit the open market next season. You know, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster – Allen Robinson are going to be unrestricted free agents. So perhaps they can try to pry them away and sign them to a huge deal. Cause that would, that would be huge for this Texans future. Uh, but right now it looks bleak. And there's no part of you that would consider trading Deshaun Watson. You mentioned that he's their only asset right now. Uh, if I'm trading Watson, it's for the number one pick in next year's draft, which you would probably get Trevor Lawrence, which wouldn't be bad, but it's like Watson is your future. So there's no way I'm trading that man away. And you just paid him the bag. So I don't think you can trade him uh, or you should. No, that that's a good point. And I think he's a fan favorite as well. So right. definitely wouldn't resonate with whatever fans are still standing proud. Our next little bit of news and notes Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19, and the game between the Patriots and Chiefs was delayed a day. Um, Brad, from the Patriots' side, how does this affect their skill players if Cam Newton is out multiple weeks, and are you concerned at all? So I think this negatively affects Edelman and Bird, who Newton seemed to have a particularly good connection with. Uh, Bird played with Cam in Carolina, and Edelman almost had a 200-yard receiving game a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it hurts. Uh, Burkhead as well, now that the game scripts are likely to favor the passing game. Um, the only positive I can see from this injury is probably James White uh, with a lot of, you know, passing game scripts and, you know, dump offs from an inexperienced QB. But um, it looks like Cam may only miss that one game since he's asymptomatic. So if he has a couple of negative tests still, he could be back. And it, I, I don't I don't think I'd hit the panic button on the, the Patriots just yet. Yeah, certainly. And the tricky thing with this virus is everybody's symptoms are different and everybody has a different recovery time. So, you know, prayers that Cam Newton will be back out there soon at 100 percent. Damian Harris was activated off the IR, I believe, had over 100 scrimmage yards. So he might be a name. What did you say? What do you think of him? Do you think he's kind of a flash in the pan or do you think that's going to be like a, a season long thing? Uh, never trust Patriots running backs. That's, <laughs> that's what yeah. I live by because <laughs> uh, Rex Burkhead just had three touchdowns the week before. So John, my next question is for you. The chiefs are now going to play a stretch of three games in 10 days. 
Are you worried with the onslaught of injuries that we've had so far this season that any of these players have a greater chance of injury moving forward? I mean, there's always the risk. I don't know. There's some seems to be something magic in Kansas City where they don't really face that many injuries. I can't remember. And anytime Mahomes gets freaking breathed on, they'll call the play dead. So I don't think they need to worry about his health at least. But I mean, it's it's certainly dangerous. I don't know if there's going to be a game. Uh, Maurice Hurst just te- uh, was put on the COVID list for the Raiders. They haven't said if he tested positive or if he just came in contact with someone. But I mean, who knows if the game even happens. Yeah. And that's the thing is one player and obviously Cam Newton is the biggest one we've had so far, but one player can really derail that for a team. And John, I am also for all Patrick Mahomes slander on this podcast. While David isn't here, let's just get it all out. (laughs) I have to say he has some good throws, but boy, do they give him a lot of shovel pass touchdowns to pad his stats. It is the most annoying thing in the world. I I was waiting for a John live tweet when that happens. Oh my God. Also, They're pumping in crowd noise. Can the announcers every primetime game say, I can't believe that 12,000 people are so loud. They're pumping in crowd noise. They're allowed. The fa- to. It's not. The Falcons were the pioneer for that. <laughs> but our, our last little bit of news and notes, an un- unfortunate week for injuries as well. Seems like it's week two again. Austin Eckler, hamstring injury out four to six weeks. Nick Chubb, MCL sprain out six weeks. OJ Howard, ruptured Achilles out for the season. Noah Fant, week to week with a lot of, with an ankle injury. So it's going to be a busy week on the waiver wire. So I just want to go around the horn. I'm going to give you guys four names, and I want you to tell me how much percentage of your fab budget you would spend on him. All right? So the first one, and Brad, I'm going to start with you because I know that you're a fan of his. Josh Jackson, how much of your fab would you spend on him? Oh, uh, Justin Jackson out of Chargers? Yeah, oh, Justin Jackson, sorry. Yeah, it spends zero on Josh Jackson. I don't know who that is. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, basketball player that went to Kansas. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, so, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a big Justin Jackson guy um, since his days at Northwestern. I think he's a guy who's kind of always been so good that he gets carries as a third back, even in a timeshare. Um, now he's got clear first team reps to split with Josh Kelly, at least for the next four to six weeks. Um, I think in a dynasty league, I would I wouldn't bother. But in a redraft league, I'd spend maybe 20% of my fab trying to get a guy who could legitimately start as a flex or running back, too, if you have an injury. Sounds good. Jacob, how much are you spending? Whew, uh, I would probably spend a good maybe like 15% of my fab on Justin Jackson, just because you know that the Chargers want to use both backs. They don't just want to have a bell cow back, you know, and I don't think Josh Kelly is capable of doing that. So I believe that Justin Jackson and him will split and the Chargers love their back. So he's definitely going to get work. And like Brad says, he can definitely fill up a flex spot. You know, let's say Aaron Jones is is on your roster and he has a bye week. He's definitely like a plug and play flex. So I would definitely spend a good amount of money on Justin Jackson. And John, how much you spending on that fab money? I I go in the same range, uh, just you know, that he's going to get the work. And, and at the same time, you know, four to six weeks is a long time in fantasy terms. You know, mm-hmm. six weeks gets you very, very close towards, you know, the, the beginning of the playoffs. So I, that's it's not, you know, something to sneeze at that, oh, I'll only get him for a couple weeks or so. It's, it's going to be a, a good portion of time. Uh, I, I think I agree. And Justin Jackson has been with the team for a little bit. And as we're approaching bye weeks, that running back position gets very thin. So 
Good call with that. We're now going to go to another charger and somebody that doesn't look like he's going to lose his job anytime soon. And that's Justin Herbert. Looks like he's on fire. So Jacob, how much money would you spend or how much percent of your fab would you spend for him? So if it's a one quarterback league and it's like a 12, you know, like a 12 team league, I wouldn't spend much on him. Maybe like 5%, you know, he's still going to go through a lot of growing pains. You know, he's not, you know, he's not going to be as good as he was against Tom Brady and the bucks. Um, but if you are in like a deep league, like a, either a two quarterback league or a very deep league, I would definitely think about spending about 10 to 12% on him just because even though he is raw, he's talented. We have seen him. And like you said, Eric, I mean, he's not going to lose his starting job. At least he, you know, Anthony Lynn would be crazy to give the job back to Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's still needs to rest after getting stabbed in the heart. I mean, lung, you know, so yeah, <laughs> you really got a raw deal here. <laughs> yeah. And, and Justin yeah. Herbert would be wise to stay away from the doctors as well. John, how much money would you spend on him or how much percent of your fab? Not a t- I think you are with me. I didn't really like him coming out of the draft. So it's hard for a couple games to, to sway me too much. The right. only thing difference being if he's still there in a dynasty league, I jump that price up a ton just because mm-hmm. there's the growth potential. But in a redraft league, it, it takes a little bit more to sway me than, than one hot week. No, certainly. And then Brad, let's finish off with you. I know you're a Herbert fan, maybe. Yeah, it's probably 0% for me. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think he's going to be a really good real-life QB. I didn't like him coming out of the draft, but he kind of swayed me with what I saw. I think he's got a lot of the tools. I just um, I think if you have to start Justin Herbert, you're probably down bad. There's, there's not, you know, I could probably name 10 quarterbacks I'd rather start. So um, I probably wouldn't spend anything on Fab to get him, but in a dynasty league, he's, he's much more appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. And I know that you were big on Tyrod Taylor to begin the year. So probably uh, not probably not your favorite thing to see him starting. And the last one, John, we're going to begin with you. D. Ernest Johnson from the Cleveland Browns. He had 13 carries for 95 yards. Browns are a very run heavy team with Kevin Stefanski. How much of your fab budget would you spend on him? I, I'd send a, a solid portion on the assumption, knowing he, he's going to miss out on the passing work. Uh, that's that's going to be Kareem Hunt. That was already Kareem Hunt's even with Nick Chubb. So there's sort of that ceiling there that he's going to be, uh, you know, for rundowns only and not the primary rundowns where Kareem Hunt's going to be the starter. And then, again, you know, it, it takes a lot more than just one week to suddenly become a, you know, a startable player. Yeah. Brad? Uh, I'm kind of going the opposite way here. I think he's the priority of the waiver wire, if you ask me. Um, I might spend like yes. 50% of my fab trying to get Ooh. him. Oh, that's a um, lot. I, I, it's it a big ad for me, but 50%. Woo, doggy. So, so I look at it like this. It's like Chubb is out for at, at least six weeks. So, I, you know, if uh, Johnson outtouched Kareem Hunt, who isn't perfectly healthy now either, um, I don't anticipate he's going to keep up, you know, seven yards per carry. But if he's going to get 15 touches a game, he's going to at least be, you know, a legitimate fantasy asset for six weeks or longer. And the way the Browns have been scoring, they might also have a lot of positive game scripts for the running backs. And I, I really just like him in all formats because of how young he is. I think if you've got a, a young running back prospect, you got to do what you can to, to hold on to him. So, yeah, I'd, I'd spend as much as possible. And, Jacob, finish us out. Wow, Brad, I think you have – 
convinced me to move up from 20% to, to 25%. And I thought <laughs> it was, I thought, I thought it was like a hot take to go up to 20. <laughs> um, D Ernest though, like I saw some highlights and he looked shifty. He looked yeah. like a baller. And uh, I believe he came from the AAF. Uh, I read somewhere. So, I mean, he's hungry and he wants it. And he's super patient behind that line. And he got a ton of touches when Chubb went down. So you have to assume that he's going to get those 10 to 15 touches this week as well. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be afraid to spend about 25%. And if you are dealing with some crucial bye weeks and your record's like one in three, you know, something like that, I would definitely go up to 50%, like Brad says. Um, if, if you're like three and one and you're doing okay, you know, like be a little bit more modest, but you know, your team best, you know what you need. So go grab him no matter the cost, but don't go too crazy. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that Nick Chubb has a history of knee injuries. He's been fairly healthy in the NFL, but these are sometimes things that can linger and they might be looking at his long-term health. So just something to I'd keep also in mind. Say, if you if you do overspend, if you do gets right and he has a lot of success, that's a valuable trade piece for you, and you can get it back on the back end. Like there's there's ways to kind of compensate for overspending if you really like the guy. Sounds good, and you know, just like it sounds like we all like Dearness Johnson. Do you like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball show that you can also check out, available anywhere where you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about doing what happy Yelp customers do and leave us a five-star rating and review. Check us out on Twitter and IG at TripPlayFantasy. Brad and myself run our social media and provide daily questions, amazing gifts telling David he's wrong, and, of course, our weekly episode drops. If you're a Jets fan who is 0-4 and you're dedicating all your time to fantasy – why not listen to us and forget about Adam Gase? We'll be that nostalgia that brings you back to the AFC Championship days. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, the low player, for your listens each and every week. Quarter season review. Guys, we're a quarter way through this fantasy football season. Hasn't been going like anyone's expected with COVID and the injury bug affecting almost ever, affecting almost everyone. If you haven't, you're lying. But... Let's review and see the opinions of what we have for these awards. So we're going to talk about the fantasy MVP so far, the best draft value, the biggest bust, the league sleep or the league winner. That's a sleeper now and the most stressful to own. So Jacob, you're the guest. We're going to start with you. Who's your fantasy MVP? The guy that's most untradeable in any league, any format you're in. Man, I got to go with my boy, dangerous Russell Wilson. I was actually debating between him and Dak, but since Russell was taken a full round after Dak in most drafts, I lean towards Wilson just for value's sake. You know, like you said earlier, we are a quarter of the way through, and Wilson is on pace for 64 touchdowns and 5,140 yards. Now, that touchdown pace will most assuredly come down, but the way the Seahawks are running their offense, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he does hit that 5,000 to 5,500 yardage total. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. And, you know, 
I don't think you can go wrong with Russell. He's been as durable as they come, and especially in a right. season like this, you want people that are going to stay healthy. John, how about you? It it pains me to say this, uh, oh, but I really oh. think oh, no. Josh Allen, based on, <laughs> on what you could have gotten him. I can deal with Josh Allen. I thought you were going to say Mahomes. good choice. Don't give me a heart attack. Who did you think I was going to say? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mahomes. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. I mean, and half of his touchdowns shouldn't count anyway. But <laughs> just, just the production Josh Allen has put up has been surprising to me. And just based on where you could get him and what he's been doing, and it doesn't necessarily look like there's any signs of slowing down. Maybe he'll regress and start doing some some stupid stuff again. But it really seems like he somehow worked on his accuracy to improve it a ridiculous amount. And Stefan Diggs has has truly paid dividends over there, mossing Eric Harris for 40 yards on just a, a jump ball. And it, the offense is looking much more dangerous than I expected it to. Yeah, they are looking good at 4-0, just putting a beat down on the Raiders. Brad, what's your guy? Yeah, like Jacob said, I was between Russ and, and Dak, and I eventually went with Dak. Um so he's leading the league in fantasy points scored and standard scoring. It looks like he's going to throw for well over 5,000 yards, and he's got three touchdowns on the ground as well. And all this is happening while the Cowboys don't actually look to be that great. So game scripts keep forcing him to throw at a huge clip. So he's just kind of been a dream to own if you have him. Yeah, and that's a great point. Dak is actually on pace for 6,100 yards, I believe. <laughs> yeah. He probably, won't get, he probably won't get it, but still, the fact that the third season of the way that he's on pace to shatter the passing record for a single season is crazy. Yeah. Mine was Russell Wilson. Through four weeks, he only has one week under yeah. 30. He's durable, like I mentioned, hasn't missed a game. And he has 16 touchdowns through four games, tying Peyton Manning for – uh, the most through that amount in 2013. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. And it's interesting that we all picked QBs because it seems like this is the yeah. position that isn't getting hurt. So let Russ cook. Hashtag <laughs> let Russ cook, but not too much as I'm a Niners fan. So, uh, okay. Except he can cook a little bit against the Niners, but still win. Huh? But no, nah, uh, yeah, okay. I, okay. I'll, I'll take it. The 49ers <laughs> season's over. All right, so the next is the best draft value. And who was the player that slipped a little bit in drafts that you got at a discount? The Black Friday deal of fantasy drafts. So, John, I'm going to start with you. Who is your bargain? I I don't know if he counts as a draft steal per se because he might not have been drafted. So I don't know if that's sort of like a loophole I found. But Mm -hmm. James Robinson, I mean, you can't really argue that if you somehow drafted him, you were probably laughed at, but – (laughs) <laughs> Who's laughing I now? <laughs> I, I got put in the last of power rankings in one of my leagues because the guy wrote, "You have James Robinson. He's an undrafted free agent." Really? Yes. And <laughs> I'm the I took it back on him. But John, yeah. that's a great pick. Brad, who's yours? I like that pick, John. Uh, I went with uh, Devontae Freeman. So it looks like he's going to be a steal. You know, you can you can kind of plug him in at running back two or flex for the remainder of the season um, mm-hmm. if you continue to look how he did early. Uh, or you can trade him to fill a hole. I think he's a great piece to have. And um, the deal of the, the fantasy draft was probably, you know, Saquon Barkley. If, if you're in a dynasty league, you could probably sell on uh, Saquon and get a little something in, in the in the present. Yeah, I think that's a great point you make. I don't think – I think a lot of people took Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman as a handcuff. Right. Uh, Devontae Freeman was probably the most talented free agent running back. So if you held on to him and, wait, and waited for him to get rostered – 
you're likely reaping the benefits of that. So good call. Jacob, who's yours? Yeah, so I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb as my oh Black my Friday God. deal. Yeah, we're going to oh, pick yeah. the same ones. All right. Yeah, oh, no. Shoot. Dude, we're, 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 we're excited about this. Similar. <laughs> well, perhaps you have some different stats than me on Lamb, but I'm just like with Dak – having to overcome an atrocious Cowboys defense, Lamb has officially taken over that number two role over Gallup and has averaged over five catches per game for 77 yards and has even scored twice. You know, he's been super consistent, which is super rare for a rookie. And if you drafted him in the ninth, in like the ninth round or beyond, I'd say you're pretty happy with the results. Yeah, I think that's a great pick, and that was mine as well. I know CD was a popular pick when he was drafted. I don't think any of us anticipated him having the impact immediately that he did. He's clearly the wide receiver, too, in Dallas. As previously mentioned, Dak's on pace for about 6,100 yards. Their defense couldn't stop anything, and he's catching 73% of his targets. He hasn't had double-digit targets any game. Wait till they play – you know, another team like the Rams where Jalen Ramsey's going to focus on Amari Cooper or the top corner, I think he could be in store for even bigger days down the road. So, I Jacob, we're, we're two for two on sharing picks. I'll be interested to see if we have some variants for our last three. Let's do it, man. <laughs> as we're going to go now to the draft day bust, and this is non-injury related, who's disappointed you the most, and do you see reason for optimism down the road? So, Brad, I will start with you. Who is busting your balls? This one, this one was easy for me. So, the biggest bust was probably A.J. Green. So, I had him oh. at wide receiver 16, and he's currently wide receiver 89. I had optimism mm. last week because he was still averaging nine targets a game through the first three weeks. But now the most recent uh, game, he only got five targets, and uh, T. Higgins seems to be coming on. So, I think he's someone I'm fine giving up on and trading to maybe someone more real or more optimistic if, pop, if possible. Uh, I'd like to find an optimistic AJ Green fan at this point. Has yeah. <laughs> a year and a half, had the target share and wasn't doing much with it. Doesn't have that rapport with Joe Burrow that he did with AJ Green. I mean, no. wide receiver 89. I don't think I could even name 88 wide receivers in the history of the NFL. So. <laughs> No. I, but I, I'm proud of you for owning up to that. Jacob, yeah. <laughs> who is yours? Okay, I have a guy, and his name is Joe Mixon. Please tell me that you don't have him. Actually, I actually was going to say, I think he would be my answer last barring last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, ha- no. I had a note and a qualification. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, he had a wonderful week last week. But, I mean, here's a guy that I personally touted as a can't-miss like I can't miss running back in the first round due to his guaranteed workload, you know, but before last week, he did absolutely nothing with that insane workload. Now, granted, I knew he was finally going to break out, not to that effect, but I knew he was going to break out again, you know, in that cake matchup against the Jaguars, but I just don't see him carrying that momentum into Baltimore this week. You know, he'll have some blow up games here and there against inferior opponents, but I would definitely be looking to cash in on Mixon's big day and sell high before it's too late. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, he had 151 rushing yards, uh, six catches on the ground. I mean, that that might be his career day. And 
It's yeah. worth noting that Joe Mixon is typically a slow starter. He's had 20 That's touches true. in each of his three games before getting 31. So you're right. The volume has been there. Will the production continue? We'll have to see. Right. John, who's yours? So I, I ironically had uh, A.J. Green and Joe Mixon as a topic <laughs> to touch on. Um, A.J. Green, you know, he's scoring three points a game. That's all you need to know. Joe yeah. Mixon had his crazy blow-up game. But this is going to be exactly what we argue about in the offseason where you and David say, oh, but Joe Mixon had so many points last year. He was like running back, you know, 15 or something, even though all of those points came in probably three games. Right. And that that's why I think he's so just because I also sort of uh, got two of mine taken away. I didn't see that it wasn't injury related. So I wanted to throw out uh, Saquon Barkley and Le'Veon Bell, not just because they're missing time, but because they had no clear good handcuffs. They didn't have a Madison waiting yeah. in the wings. So there yeah. wasn't really a, a, a jump to replacement that you could have already had or, or ran to. I disagree. Frank Gore is the forever fantasy handcuff. Forever. <laughs> forever. I That's, still can't believe he's getting all those carries. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, we could have included a lot more busts for injury-related, but obviously that's unforeseen. For me, it's DJ Moore, and it's somebody, John, that mm. I trade for you. He has single digits three out, of his, three out of his four weeks, and this is in PPR scoring. He has no touchdowns on the year. He had 12 targets week two, but after that, he's had 10 targets the past two weeks. Robbie Anderson looks like the number one wide receiver in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He played oh. under Matt Rule. And I'm not optimistic. So shout out to our boy, uh, John Bauer at the Bauer Club, tweeted, DJ Moore has six targets inside the 10-yard line in 35 career games. So for him to get those touchdowns, you're really banking on him getting a rush, breaking a long play. Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's looked for when they get close. With, so. with Robbie Anderson looking so good, do we have to touch on how bad of a coach Adam Gase is? Uh, that's a given. That's like saying uh, <laughs> the sky is blue. This is just an Adam Gase slander podcast. I love hey. it. Oh, yeah. Adam Gase and Patrick Mahomes slander welcome all day, every day, twice <laughs> on day. Poor David. Poor David's not even here to back up his boy. I know. I, I can't wait till he listens to this and just hears the slander. And uh, sorry, not sorry, but we'll, we'll go to the next category. And this is the sleeper slash league winner. Who's a name that could break out the rest of the year and have some value? It doesn't even have to be in the next few weeks, but a guy that could get hot before the playoffs that could win you some matchups and be that deciding guy weeks 14 to 16. So Jacob, we're back at you. Who's your guy? Fingers crossed. You don't say mine. Yeah, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with Lions rookie running back DeAndre Swift. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, he's seen he's seen his snap count anywhere from 30% to 40% range to start the season. But I think as the season progresses and the Lions keep losing, Swift is going to take over that lion's share of the work. Ooh. No pun intended. <laughs> hey, look at that. Thank you. Love, uh, love punts in the show. Oh, I appreciate that. And I think he's going to be a rock solid RB2 with RB1 games mixed in when they finally just let AP go when they're, you know, two and eight. There's like, okay, it's time to give this guy we invested a high draft capital on all the work. So I think a lot of people are giving up on him or just trading him away for peanuts. And I would happily take him off any panicking fantasy owner's hands. I think that's a great pick. And he's, to be honest, he's someone I didn't think about. You mentioned that they'll probably have a losing record and that they spent a high draft pick. But 
Adrian right. Peterson and Carryon Johnson have both been injury prone at points in their career. So right. one an injury to one of them, and that opens up more snaps for DeAndre Swift. So making a little bit of note of that, going to send <laughs> offers to everyone in my league because I have zero shares of him. John, who's your guy? I, I was happy to go before Brad because I heard him talk about him in his AJ Green spiel, but I think T Higgins is going to come on really strong. He's already had a couple good games. Uh, It just looks like the chemistry between him and Joe Burrow just continues to grow. And I think towards the end of the season is they're both more confident, uh, both him and Joe Burrow throwing the ball that he really has a chance to go hot uh, for the fantasy playoffs and before. Yeah, I I think that's a good pick. And he was the first pick of the second round and keep in mind that before the draft, they had A.J. Green, who they signed to the franchise tag. Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate had some potential. So they must really like T. Higgins and want to get him involved to spend an early pick when clearly there's a lot of holes on that team. So I like that as well. Brad, who's your guy? For me, this is a, this is a no-brainer. So the league winner, the sleeper pick, is going to be Harrison Butker. <laughs> Here we go, the butt kicker. There we go. Here we go, Brad. The floor is yours. And I'm and I'm 100 percent serious. Okay. Um, eventually, the Chiefs are going to catch fire, and when they do, he's just he's going to average in the range of like 15 points a game, and those are running back one numbers. Like at any point in the season, if I told you there is a guy that will give you 15 points a game, you'd take him. So I just think you know it's. You know, when you get close to the playoffs, it's those kickers that are always the ones that are setting the overturning the balance and somebody's kicker went off and won them won them a game and I think he's gonna be the guy. So Brad, does this concern you at all? He's missed an extra point in his last three weeks and he has there's not a large sample size. But he is seven of eight on the year. Brad, did you did you send Eric this early? Because there's no <laughs> way he had a Harrison Bucker rebuttal ready and waiting. <laughs> oh no, I was ready. I didn't know he that. He was that ready. Was, I, I'm just quick. Wow. He was ready. He just keep, keeps the kicker sets on the, on the top of the dome. Does it does it, <laughs> does it concern you though that he's missed three extra points in the past three weeks? Something that we haven't seen from someone as accurate as him. No, I, to me, it's all about expected value. Like, it, I want you to have as many opportunities to kick a 50-yard field goal, a 40-yard field goal, 30-yard field goal over the course of the game as possible. And your best chances with the, you know, the Ravens or the Chiefs or, you know, one of these teams with a high-powered offense, if you miss an extra point here and there, okay, that's not great. But, it's you know, that's one point as opposed to three or four or five. I was just going to say, if we're doing kickers, you know who's probably a free agent is Raiders kicker Daniel Carlson, who's the fourth highest uh, point scorer out of kickers uh, in the league because the Raiders just don't go for it in the red zone on fourth. They just kick it. <laughs> I, I don't hate that at all. I mean, if I was if I was going to bet on a higher scoring offense, I'd go with the Chiefs. But no, I'm, I'm with you. That, that could actually be a really good pickup. So, Brad, you were preaching to the choir on kickers and defenses. You and I are the very in the minority that value them higher than others in redraft leagues. Harrison Bucker is kicker number nine right now. Where does he finish when the year is over? Top three. Top three. All right. Noted. For mine, <laughs> I have been beating this horse into the ground, if that's the expression. I have been screaming this name at the top of my lungs. Let's go. It is known how much I like this guy. You guys probably already know. 
It's Chase Edmonds. <laughs> Kenyon, it. Kenyon Drake has been more like Josh. He has 67 carries, which is seventh in the NFL, and he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. So he's having the volume, but he isn't doing anything with it. Chase Edmonds has three-plus catches in three out of his four games, and he's only getting around 37% of snaps. I think that's going to increase as the season goes on. He scored two touchdowns. He has big playmaking ability, and this is a fun fact. The Cardinals are 5-1 and one in games that Chase Edmonds scores a touchdown. Hmm. Their first one, or their first loss being Sunday when he got a garbage-time touchdown. So before that, they were 5-0. and no. So get him the ball. Get touchdowns, win games, sounds good in my books, right? Eric, Eric, that went under the radar that you said he's looking more like Josh. Kenyon Drake is looking more like Josh. It took me a while to get that one. It took me a second, but I did not want to I'm let that I'm still go. kind of scratching my head over that one. Can you explain? Drake, you know, Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. <laughs> you know, Brilliant. Like Drake, everybody was higher on Drake, but Josh was the lower one. <laughs> and Josh always produced more than Jake as far as comedic value. Am I right? Is that why? Is that why you said that? Uh, you know, it, it's like, think of Kenyon Drake's year last year. He started off as probably uh, a, a Drake, like he was on the Dolphins. And then just like in the later seasons, when Josh peaks and he becomes skinny, that was Kenyon Drake for the Dolphins. Got so it. He, he's being old Josh Peck right now, for, for lack of better words. But I want to know, Eric, Eric, if you had a choice on the waiver wire, would you go after Edmonds or D'Ernest Johnson? Chase Edmonds. So I got I got to stay loyal. I am. Okay. It's in my blood. So okay. the right. last one, and this might be stressful to talk about because it's the most stressful guy. Who do you have the tough time deciding whether to start or bench each week? The one that you're scratching your head till twelve fifty eight. We're on East Coast, Jacob. I think that's ten fifty eight on Mountain Time, right? Yep. Yep. Which guy is you just can't decide one way or another? John, we're starting with you. Uh, I tried to choose somebody who is actually on one of my teams, and it, it's Josh Landry, not because he's been anything but bad all season, but just because Jarvis Landry. Yeah, what did I say? Oh, uh, we were talking Josh. Josh. We're talking Josh Landry. <laughs> Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Uh, just be, just because I keep thinking that this is the week where it finally starts clicking for him again, and he looks like the receiver that he has. And if he didn't throw a touchdown last week, it would have been a terrible week again for him. So that's where the frustration sort of comes in. Yeah, and the thing about Jarvis Landry is he's never missed an Josh Landry. Game. So <laughs> you're obviously if he's banged up, he had offseason hip surgery. He's gonna play his his. Track record has proven that, but he might not always be 100% healthy, which definitely makes your decision tougher. So I, I like that one. Brad, who you got? Yeah, like John, I kind of tried to keep it on a play that I actually had. And uh, I tend to wait to draft wide receivers till later in the draft is the kind of caliber of guy that I, I'd be teetering on. Uh, Sammy Watkins, um, he's always been a, a boom or bust guy forever. Mm-hmm. And now he's in this high-powered offense, and he's still boom or bust. It's, maybe he's going to give you a 20-point week, and then he's going to follow it by a couple threes and fours and sixes. And um, He's just a guy with a lot of talent, but you just never – it's kind of like a Patriots running back backfield. Like, you just never know who the guy's going to be. So he's, he's a tough one. Sammy Watkins only booms when you have him on the bench. 
It's just a yeah. rule. So <laughs> exactly. there is like three rules of life, life, death, or four, life, death, taxes, Sammy Watkins going off week one while he's on your bench. Like right. mentioned. So oh, yeah. Then you start <laughs> him after you have the confidence and big old goose egg. Or maybe one for six if you're lucky. So maybe. All right, Jacob, let's hear your let's hear yours. I, I'm sensing a good one. I'm smelling it. Give give me some stress in my life. Man, I have just had a revolving flex door of failed random players. Like I haven't had a consistent flex player at all this season, and they all have failed. So I had like I had like Scotty Miller in the week that Chris Godwin went out and it looked like a smash spot. And I think he got like one catch. I was like, what? Like he was supposed to go like 10 catches, 180 yards. He's the next Edelman. Nah. And then, you know, I have tried to put in Preston Williams. Like last week he was in a smash spot versus the Seahawks. You know, like Fitz, you know, like Fitzpatrick's going to throw a lot. No, nothing. Uh, And then I put in Leonard Fournette against the Broncos. (laughs) Did nothing. Like I, my flex is cursed and I've been waiting on Deandre Swift to take over. So that prediction earlier was kind of hopeful, but kind of like (laughs) should happen. You know what I mean? Like the lions need to give him this extra workload, but I mean, I have just been striking out on my flex spot and now I have Aaron Jones and Deandre Swift, both on a buy. I am scrambling. So I just, I don't know what to do with my flex and, um, I'm truly scared, guys. I'm scared. Man, you know, I thought <laughs> having one player that was stressful was bad, but a whole position, yikes. Jacob, yeah. I'm going to give you advice, and I don't know if this works or not. Next time you put someone in your flex, try flexing. Do a oh, nice, just nice, do a nice break little, in and flex. Do a nice little bicep flex. Get the confidence going and make it translate to the player. I don't know if it works, but let's test it out and see. You don't don't worry, to, Eric. I'll cut that out for you. Uh, <laughs> I'll <laughs> test that out, Eric, and I will send a screenshot of me flexing and dabbing, and I'll do whatever it takes for that flex to actually hit. I hope your flex gets 30 points this week just for that. Man, and I appreciate that so much. So for me, this name is going to surprise you, but I was looking, and I wanted to pick a really good one, and for me, it's Zach Ertz. He has 29 targets mm. on the year, so the volume is there but he only has one touchdown. He has under 20 yards in two out of his four games. So if you play in half PPR or non-PPR leagues, that's a killer. And he's tight end 16 on the year. He was drafted as a top five, top six tight end. And Dallas Goddard is out. And the Eagles pass catching situation is a double-edged sword. You're like, great, Alshon, Djax, um, Arcega-Whiteside, Dallas Goddard. They're all out. That's more targets for Zach Ertz, but that means that more of the defense is focused on Zach Ertz. And for me, I lost my matchup. I obviously wouldn't have never made this play, but I had Robert Tanyan on my bench. Oh. And, and now I'm actually thinking, am I going to, is Zach Ertz going to be my starter each week? You know, obviously Wentz mm-hmm. has a connection with him, but does he get too much attention from the defense where he's going to be neutralized? So as a Zach will- Ertz, owner, oh, I'm sorry, Jacob. I will say that next week it wouldn't be a bad idea to start to start Tanyan over Ertz because Ertz has to face the Steelers. He oh. did nothing against your 49ers. Now he goes against in Pittsburgh. So it wouldn't be a terrible idea to start Tanyan even if Devonta Adams comes back. 
Uh, friendly note about that, the 49ers held him to four catches for nine yards. So they sure did. We, we strapped him down. But Gosh. How do you good do four time. catches for nine yards? Uh, he had like a negative eight-yard one. <laughs> and then, so it was really like three for 17. But, yeah, we were like, okay, five-yard down and out, catch it, tackle him right away. Wow. <laughs> so, That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. You know, the 49ers did one thing right that game, but not enough things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, good talk. Love your picks. And hopefully for the league winners, uh, you guys pay, pay special attention because it can help you benefit down the road. So we go to our question of the week. Sponsored by none other than Manscaped. Guys, we are about a quarter way done of the actual fan or actual football season. If you're one and three or 0 and four, you should probably focus on something besides fantasy football. Our friends at Manscaped are here to save your boys from an injury like the many we've seen this season. They want you to stay clean like Russell Wilson in the pocket and take care of yourself where it matters most. Being a 49ers fan, their season's over, but life is still good for me. I'm no longer the bachelor of triple play fantasy since David put my information out there like Antonio Brown did on social media. But we're in the honeymoon phase, so that means we're getting intimate a lot. I can't have my equipment looking like Ezekiel Elliott's hair. I'm trying to make my signal caller look like Brian Hoyer unless I'm in clean like Brian Hoyer unless I'm in the Chiefs territory before half. The lawnmower 3.0 is the tool just for that. It's waterproof has skin-safe technology that will save you, just like Andrew Luck did for the Colts many years. I use it in the shower. That's me warming up, stretching out my arm. Out the shower, when I'm getting ready to see my girl, I put on my ball deodorant, a.k.a. my pregame slings. She even complimented me and said, wow, you don't smell down there, which in turn made me a happy man, like Patrick Mahomes after signing that record-breaking contract. Unless you're a tidy whities kind of guy, they have performance boxer briefs. I'm wearing them now. It's almost like compression shorts, but your junk can breathe and focus like it's Adam Vinatieri in a Super Bowl game. Don't forget their apparel. I wear my Manscaped shirt at the gym just so I can turn heads when people see your balls will thank you in writing, and I haven't been thrown out yet. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRIPLEPLAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code TRIPLEPLAY. Fellas, cuffing season's around the corner. We all want someone special in our lives. Don't be eliminated from the playoffs and single. So use that code. And our question this week is, who is the smartest football player? And I didn't... transition. And I didn't... (laughs) Quite quite the segue. Thank you. And I didn't give any grounds for this. I said, interpret this however you want. Because I'm interested to see the different answers we have and the reasoning... Jacob, you're the guest. Who's the smartest football player? Man, well, I I thought that the chalk answer would be Ryan Fitzmagic since he went to Harvard. Somebody was so. Gonna... So I'm not going to go with him then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. I'm bringing back my boy Russell Wilson. Okay. That dude is not only electric, but he knows when to take off, and more importantly, he knows when to get out of bounds or slide. A lot of quarterbacks should learn from him and prolong their careers. Lamar Jackson. No, I think that's a solid pick. And 
I mean, Russell Wilson's also smart for, uh, you know, getting with Sierra. So, Hey, the smartest movies ever made. Little, little nugget of that. All right, John, who's, who's the smartest in your eyes? Uh, I went with Laurent Duvernay Tardif, the, the dude who's a doctor. Ah, and he, he opted out to go be a doctor and help people. I think not only does it just like the he's smart because he's a doctor, but just the awareness that there's something greater and more important going on than an NFL season shows a lot about where his priorities are. I also had honorable mentions of Myron Roll. He was the Rhodes Scholar safety a while back. Like that was crazy. And then I also have Andrew Luck because he knew to retire early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good call. Honorable mentions to those not in the game anymore. All right, Brad. Yeah. I'm expecting a spicy answer. Let me hear it. I went along the similar lines as John with this one. So the smartest NFL player, I'm going off the board, a man whose name is immortal, Vontae Davis. He taught us a valuable <laughs> lesson. If you ever get to the point where your job is breaking you down, you just got to quit. Life is too short. So that's, that's yes. my pick. <laughs> At halftime. That's a good one. And to be honest – Vontae Davis probably has the financial cushion that many of us don't have. I don't know if we oh, can. Oh, yeah, he's good. But it's, it's a good lesson. And Vontae Davis, I don't, for those who haven't read his uh, article on Players' Tribune about why he retired at halftime, it's a good read. I would definitely recommend that. For me, it's Aaron Rodgers, and there's multiple ways to look at this. He's a smart quarterback just in terms of – him on the field, how many times he gets people uh, with the dummy count and then has a free play to throw to the end zone. Uh, In terms of off the field, the women he's dated, uh, Danica Patrick, and who was the other? uh, Olivia Munn. Yeah. Uh, He came in first in Celebrity Jeopardy uh, and just crushed the competition. And And even when he signed his contract extension, so he signed a four-year, $133 million extension in uh, August of 2018. So keep in mind, less than two years after that, the Patriots are looking at his replacements. He knew when the quarterback market was going up and that he was still in the prime. And even though he had two years left on his deal, he tacked on another four. So way to secure the bag, Aaron Rodgers. Your family may not like you, but I think you're smart. <laughs> All right. And transitioning to our game to see who's the smartest in this, we have a little bit of a quarter season scoring challenge. So how this is going to work, I have three topics, and then I have a tiebreaker if needed. This is the top 10 for each position in PPR. So how it's going to work, Jacob, I'm going to start with you, then John, then Brad. If you say an answer... It's going to be taken off the board. I'll tell you what rank they are. And then the first person to either get one wrong or repeat an answer is going to be eliminated. And the last person standing is going to win that category. There's going to be three. So we'll see who has the most points after three rounds. We'll rotate who's starting each time. So you guys will have the same advantage. Sound good? Sounds good. I guess. I, I guess I'll just say players. I don't really understand it, but. Okay. Oh, wait, it's, it's right now through week four. The top 10 at each position in PPR. Okay. So we're listing them off. Yeah. Okay. So, Jacob, we are going to start with you. Name one of the top 10 quarterbacks in PPR scoring. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson is number one. John, we're going to you. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's number two. Brad, you going number three? 
I'll go Josh Allen. Josh Allen is number three. Wow, you guys are good. Woo! All right, Jacob, number four. All right. Or oh oh um next one next one doesn't have to be um four. oh my goodness now I'm a little oh uh Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is five. So oh. but still good, John. Um, Mr. Shovel Pass himself, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes was four. Now this is where it gets a little interesting. Brad, we're going to you. I'm going to go Tom Brady. Tom Brady is number seven. No wrong answers so far. Four left. Jacob, we're going back to you. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with – oh, shoot. Man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, dual sport athlete. Mr. It's Easy in his bio was number six. All right. All right, John, we got three left. Uh, my QB1, Lamar Jackson. QB1, but actually – Not QB1. QB1. <laughs> QB8 on the year is Lamar Jackson. So we're down to our last two. Brad? I'm going to go uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's Gardner good. Minshew is 11. So that was a good one. We're going back to Jacob. <sighs> um, so there's two left? Yep. Two left. Um, Man, Gardner was my choice right there. So I'm going to go Hail Mary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's nine. No oh, way. Hail Hail Mary. <laughs> All right, John, you need this one or right. Jacob wins this category. I, I honestly, I wish I had like a list of quarterbacks like unranked or something, just so I could. See. This is when you start to blank about who even plays anymore. Right. <laughs> hmm. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick has done some weird rushing. Uh, uh-uh, no brainstorming to say. No brainstorming. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll just, then I'll just go with it. Then Fitzpatrick. <laughs> it is Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh my god. Brad, you played yourself. You should have let me talk myself out of it. I love it. (laughs) You guys each swept it. So you guys are each getting half a point for that. Good job, guys. All right. Good job. All right, guys. Good job. The next one, and that might be the first clean slate we've had on any. Brad didn't get a clean slate. He said number 11. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. All right. The next one, and John, we're starting with you. It's running backs, top 10 PPR running backs. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is three. Brad. Uh, James Robinson. He is number six. Jacob, to you. Alvin Kamara. Number one, baby. Super Camario. Oh, I like that. Thank All you. right, John, back to you. The, the guy getting the ball handed off to him by the smartest player in the NFL, according to Eric, Aaron Jones. Aaron mm. Jones is number two. I like it. Brad. Uh, Chris Carson. Chris Carson, your man's number five. Jacob, back to you. Um, can I go with – let's go with Clyde Edwards, Eclair. Mm, this would disappoint David. He is not a top ten. Ooh. Snap. All right, John, back to you. This is your, your opportunity to capitalize. got to stay Did- in. Did Zeke get talked about? Oh, man. He did not. Zeke How is not. Let's Zeke. go. Zeke. <laughs> like, right. I need a list, too, like you said. Like, I know. Yeah, you, you just forget who's playing. It's, right. it's, not, it's not in the clear yet. Brad's still in it. Brad, you got four answers, seven through ten left. 
seven through ten. Mm-hmm. Um, tough. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan okay. Taylor is not in the top ten. Oh so John, you Man. win this round. Number seven. Oh, well done. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He has to he has to say. Well, yeah, I went before you, so you got out on my round. Yeah. All right. John, John take points away from you. I'll give I'll give you guys the rest. Kareem Hunt at number seven. Hmm. Uh career day okay. mixon at eight. That was gonna be my next guess. Josh Jacobs at nine. And this is a real shocker. Jerick McKinnon at ten. Yeah. For, for the record, Whoa. I would have, I would have, I ran out of running backs that weren't named Josh Jacobs, so I would have gone. <laughs> yeah, I know you would have gone, Josh Jacobs. You're going to put one more answer. So, through two, John, you have one point five. Jacob, you have point five, and Brad, you have zero. So, let's see how this round goes. And Brad, we are starting with you. You could probably guess it. Wide receiver, PPRs. <laughs> let's hear it. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is number two. Jacob. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is four. Oh, okay. John. Uh, Mr. Big Play, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is eight. Right. Oh, yeah, PPR. Yeah, that almost screwed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He catches a four ball, four for 100 and a touchdown. is DK Metcalf line. Right. Wow. I go uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is not in the top ten. Get so. out of here. Um, this is ppr he hasn't had those 13 for 186 and three touchdown games yet this season that's true but jacob back to you we have seven answers left adam thielen adam thielen is six okay john we are going back to you who's can can i say who's been said or is that cheating um you can say who's been said but no you'll have like a 20 20 second limit Okay, 20-second limit. Let's go with um, Calvin Ridley since Julio's doing nothing. Calvin Ridley is number three. So, Jacob, we're back to you. The number one, five, seven, nine, and ten are still on the board. Ridley, even after zero catch day yesterday? He was number three. Wow, that's insane. He leads the league in touchdowns. Yeah, that's an insane touchdown, right? Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper after his crazy day. Um, Pooper? Yeah. Pooper is one. We're all eating <laughs> the crow now. Amari Cooper. <laughs> all right. John, back to you. There's five, seven, nine, and ten on the board. Um, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Whoa. Anderson is nine. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Nice. All right, so we got five, seven, and ten left. Jacob, back to you. The pressure's on. I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Diggy Diggs, five. All right, let's go. Putting the pressure back on John. John, Uh, I really really thought I won it with that one. You got seven (laughs) from five, ten. If you get this wrong, we're going to go into an overtime. If you get this right, the pressure goes back on Jacob. Gosh. Um, Seven and ten. The recipient of many shovel passes, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is seven! That's going to be my next guess. (laughs) All right. So, Jacob, this is for the tie. Number 10. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the dude who had a monster day, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Good guess. Uh, he is 11. Uh, oh, if if that rushing touchdown was a catch instead of, which is why I think PPR is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten, uh, it was scary. Terry McLaurin. Oh, I would, I would never have said scary monster. Terry. No. Yeah. Yak Daddy, as David says. Yak Daddy. Uh, John is our winner. Well John, done, John. Ten <sighs> seconds of FaceTime. I know you got to play this time and last last uh, against Jacob. You did the quotes, but here you go. You beat him one. <laughs> Thirty seconds of FaceTime, yours, my man. So I feel like I got a lot of my um, Chiefs ranting uh, done with already. Uh, so I just want to say it's been a, a wild season, and I think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Oakland Raiders next week because Whoa. they'll intercept a shovel pass or something. It'll be a weird fumble because Mahomes can't throw it more than ten yards down the field these days. <laughs> I'm all for, I'm all for that. Maybe I'll put a bet on the Raiders money line if it's in one of Jacob's articles. I'll probably take it even more seriously. <laughs> nice. He hasn't he hasn't steered me wrong yet, but guys, nice. great show. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on again. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me on. It was a blast with you fellas. And for those who aren't following him, you can find him on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. The the done is D-U-N-N-E. He posts some great content, loyal Broncos fan, king of gifts. So (laughs) everybody, thank you for listening. David will unfortunately be back next week taking this. Maybe not hosting. Maybe I've done a good job to, to relegate. Miss you, David. Uh, don't be nice to him. Maybe, <laughs> be great, Eric. Maybe we'll relegate different duties to David. But players, thank you for listening. Have a great week, and best of luck week five.